Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. This year, the NRL referees' performance of a come under a huge amount of scrutiny. However, in an unprecedented event, major sponsors and ex-players have now begun to comment on the officiating of our Warriors. This is overdue and I think it has thrown some much needed questions towards the bosses in the NRL headquarters. For instance, why is it exactly that referees are not allowed to be scrutinised, appraised or open to criticism as are players, coaches and club officials? According to NRL CEO Ed Andrew Abdo, we'll do everything possible to protect our match officials and the game, he said in a statement. Questioning their integrity is completely unacceptable, he says. So effectively, they are beyond reproach. While I agree the match officials absolutely need to be protected, so do players, coaches, club officials and sponsors. So why is that players and coaches are subjected to a judicial process to assess if they have brought the game into disrepute? But a ref is given the full and undivided backing of the NRL. Apparently, no questions asked. Where's the accountability? Something needs to change with regard to the clearly inconsistent nature of refereeing and their lack of accountability or audit. Every other business professional is subject to peer review and audit. Many professionals can't practice without evidence of this, often on an annual basis. But back to the NRL, let us remember that these referees are very highly paid professionals. They're not community volunteers. And the effects of their decisions have huge personal and financial consequences on multi-million dollar organisations. If a professional player, coach or CEO doesn't perform, they are dropped. They are sacked or their certain reviews and judicial proceedings being held accountable for their actions. It's about time the referees and their bosses were made to do the same. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Bang, Kempy. Bang. Um, look, I've, I've been thinking about this for years because as players, we got absolutely ridiculed, made a mistake, we got paid out, ripped out, ripped through shreds through the media. And, uh, you know, we're held accountable, we just take it on the chin. It sucks, it hurts. I absolutely hated it, but that's just all part and parcel with professional sport. And I get on the, I guess on the flip side, they say they do all these reviews and internal reviews on the inside but we're not really allowed to touch the referees you look in the nba at the moment you even go talk to the referee you get a technical foul and you get you get get absolutely pumped so these 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 referees well they're important to our game but they they're on a how that such they're on a like they're untouchable 
you know what I mean? It's well, they it's are. a funny one, isn't it, Ricardo? Mm. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it really is. I, I'd i like, you know, I, I know, I think the NRL, I thought it was a really good thing that when they started putting Graham Annesley up every week as the boss of the yep. referees. But to, yep. uh, for the, and, and that started really well, but, you know, I know he's got to look after his own to a certain extent, but you've also got to put your hand up when something's not right. And something is obviously mm. not right at the moment. And we've talked about it. It's the consistency, right? I mean, you know, we've talked about certain instances, but the shoulder charge, uh, to the head of was it Montau- uh, Jackson Ford uh, in the Roosters yeah. game that that got let go. Um, you know Dylan Walker being charged for a head slam when exactly a year before Nelson Asafa Solomona forearms Wade Egan in the face, knocks out two of his teeth, and isn't even cited. You know stuff like that. It's just inconsistencies. Where where is that? Is it is it going down the same line as with rugby? Like rugby, they're getting told to officiate a certain way. They're getting told to officiate these certain parts of the game, so they over officiate and that's why we're going to stop start game. Is that what's happening in in league, Kempi? Like, uh, are there too many rules? The rule book just needs to be <laughs> squashed, or you know, how do we fix this? Yeah, there's a couple of points in that. Is yes, they do. They do get told to uh, concentrate in in one area. Obviously, the hip drop is, is the big one at the moment because I can't see why you get sin for a hip drop and you don't get sin bin for a shoulder charge or a attack in the head when we're talking so seriously about concussion. You know what I mean? So that that's the inconsistency that Ricardo talks about. The second the second part of it. Um, for me is that you know like you can hold people accountable but everyone should be you know when you said that they're on a pedestal there should there should not be any favoritism in the game because that's where you put yourself above the law you know because you're saying as a governing body we're going to rule the game and and rule the laws of the game but we've got these special um, set of circumstances for this special group of people. And I think what they what they need to do is they they need to find a solution where everyone is treated the same, because I you know we could pull out a number of players, coaches like a big Anthony Griffiths this week is sitting there going, how come I'm heavily scrutinised in the press this week about losing my job because I lost the West Tigers on the weekend, and by the way for the last six weeks every journalist has given me a hard time. Like where is the NRL stepping up for Anthony Griffiths? You know. This, the coaches are are like they are basically free for all when it comes to this type of um, attention. Yet when you get an NRL official stand up and say you cannot touch these guys, well, mate, make it consistent. What we're asking for is consistency, and here's again another inconsistency. They're on a pedestal. You can't. You, they're protected species, but poor old Anthony Griffiths. That type of person who that coach has been sacked, no, free for all, go for your life. Mm. Go and pick on him. Beautiful, Kempi. Absolutely beautiful. Love it. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. We're going to shoot off because we're going to come back. We'll get some more reaction to that conversation. It is a hot topic at the moment. We've got some headlines with Ricardo coming up. And we've got a nice wee promotion at the end of the show. 8.40ish. We're going to open up the phone lines. Alexandra Park dining pack giveaway. So we've got plenty of giveaways on uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. That's what we love doing. We're about the people. So if you tune in, we give, we give, and we give. So here we go. Headlines with Ricardo coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.